Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Yeah. Episode 151, the beginning of a new age. This yes. is a great way to celebrate Citra's birthday. She uh -huh. doesn't even know it's her birthday now. <laughs> hey, we partied before. Yep. We partied before Citra's went feeble-minded, so we yep. at least got to celebrate <laughs> with her a little bit. And now she's down to animal-like intelligence. <laughs> that's fine. But you know who your friends are, and that's what really matters. <laughs> it is what really matters. I guess I do. Yes, you so do. Mm -hmm. It says in the spell description. So do, so do dogs. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm fish girl. <laughs> so, uh, fish girl, cat boy, hat lady. Boy. Not that hat lady. <laughs> oh, wrong no. hat lady. Regular size hat lady, not big hat lady. What is it with foreigners in their hats, huh? It's a good question. Sure. Who knows? So, yeah, when last we had left our heroes in our dramatic episode 150, the doorkeepers of the Duat had found themselves face to face with the forgotten pharaoh, as well as a quartet of her closest guards, the most the annoying of the type, the monks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I hate those guys. <laughs> For every night that you slept, I added another monk. <laughs> Good gracious. But yeah, the party had faced off against the forgotten pharaoh as well as her bodyguards. A long battle had ensued, which had involved a lot of punching and kicking and explosions and blindness and stunned at least once. And way too many prismatic sprays. Tons mm -hmm. of prismatic sprays. Prismatic sprays left, right, and center. Just a lot of them. From Hollis's friend Serethet turned villain, <gasps> the forgotten pharaoh. But maybe she's back now. We'll see if she's dead. What I was trying to go for the dramatic, and it just it didn't work apparently. It, did. no, it just sounded like Rachel suddenly kept, like made the connection. Wait a second, her friend's name was Sarah. Then. <laughs> wow, Rachel's been feeble-minded. Not quite how I intended, but you know, Citra's feeble-minded right now, so oh, you know. There you go. Yeah, that was Citra's response. <gasps> Your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sudi had been hit by one of the purple rays of said uh, prismatic spray, giving him the insanity spell, meaning that he's under the effects of a permanent confusion. Sarathet had then erased all of Citra's intelligence. Yeah. It kind of like, I'm, I spent a short time, I think it's probably shorter in the episode because I edit, but I spent a, a moment trying to debate between Citra and Hollis. <laughs> And then I went, you know what? At the very least, this means that she could dispel Citra's fly spell, and then Citra can't use use magic device. <laughs> mm, well, and I think my will save is better than Citra's. Yeah, you do take a minus four penalty on will saves if you're an arcane spellcaster versus feeble mind. Cool. Well, that is yeah. super rude. <laughs> Masika was definitely out of the running. Plus, she's a divine spellcaster. Their will saves are always stupid high. <laughs> Yeah. You sound so, like, bitter about that. <laughs> Only a little bit. <laughs> Evan that stupid will saves. She had so many other cool spells. Regardless, though, Citra had then stabbed the Forgotten Pharaoh. Sever several times. Several times, at yeah. which point the Pharaoh's Ib had exited out of the body, and before it could possess anyone else, uh, the mask of the Forgotten Pharaoh had activated, sent out a mini-call pulse, sent it hurtling away through space to rejoin with the Ba. In Hakatep's tomb. Yep. Yep. So Sudi had managed to save his compatriots as well as get rid of the Ib, although in the process may have just awoken Hakatep himself. Although Sudi yeah. didn't do anything. The mask acted on its own volition. I was going to say, yeah, I played really no part in that. That's because the mask has grown to think of all of you as friends. We're not having another <laughs> NPC. Now we all like the mask. <laughs> we have too many NPCs already. 
I will point out, the mask has been nothing but helpful. It's true. <laughs> Except Rarely, when you tried to murder us. True, yes. Ever since you punched it off of the face of that evil dude, it has been nothing but helpful. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. To serve its own purposes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is a, to, to what design? I mean, Hollis will put that mask on in a heartbeat, though. Like, let's not get it twisted. No. <laughs> let's jump back in, shall we? All right, we're still in the As we stand, city. you guys are uh, are still standing in the throne room. Serethet has fallen, struck the ground. Citra, I imagine, stares kind of down, floats there. Go ahead and have Citra make me a fly check. I don't want to make checks right now. Because <laughs> Citra is hovering. It's dexterity. You're okay. fine. It is dexterity, so I'm probably okay. Okay, so at least my dex is not bad. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be smart to be dexterous. Fortunately, no. All right, I rolled a 17 plus my 12. It's me a 29. So... Citra, Masika, the two of you hovering next to this pillar where you've been flanking the Forgotten Pharaoh. Citra looks down as the Pharaoh falls, hits the ground, holding her bloody kukri, crackling with electricity. Looks across to Masika and gives Masika the broadest, happiest, innocent smile <laughs> as she stands there holding this bloody knife. <laughs> yeah. Masika made the check. She knows she's feeble-minded, so yeah. 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 Hollis, you rush over to your fallen friend. Heck yeah. I need to see if she's okay. Drop down. Look her over. You can go ahead and make me a heal check. Hollis knows nothing about heal. She rolls a five for a five. You lean down, roll her onto her back, you know, put your ear down next to her face, place a hand on the center of her chest and feel a soft beating. Ah! Oh! She's still breathing. You basically are doing that like as you're seeing the heart like float up into the sky. There's that pulse that comes off of Sudi. Masika, I suppose you hear Hollis shout this from below. Look over towards Citra and register that you have seconds before Sudi acts. Yeah. And kick in combat music. All right, uh, I'm gonna oh God. float Let's get down. Let's that sable and then run. <laughs> I, I am a we real danger run. right now. Sudi is still righteous mind. <laughs> uh, I'm going to float down. And is Sarathet still breathing or was that actually the call She's pulse? breathing. You rolled a five. Hollis <laughs> believed that she is still breathing. I think she's breathing. I'm going to make a, my own check. All right. Masika's flying down. Sudi, that provokes an attack of opportunity Aww. since she was your previous target and you are still making attacks of opportunity against a creature that you're already devoted to attacking. Oh, fine. F. Um, all right. I roll a 19 for a 38. Oh, yeah, that hits me. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. At least it's not a stunning fist. It's true. I don't know. Masika's taken a lot of damage in that last that fight. That is uh, 12 I points of damage. Ouch. Thankfully, I rolled low. <laughs> oh, good. I'm at two hit points. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Maybe heal thyself, Reese. Ah. So, so Masika, you go floating down. As you do so, Sudi just turns around and this tree trunk-like leg just impacts into your side and sends you bouncing off of the pillar with enough force. Like one of your feet kicks back and knocks Hollis's hat clear off as you're descending <laughs> down. I, I figured so Citra probably sees this and like gets a horrified look on her face and is like, Bad kitty! Yeah. <laughs> How is you, can't even like, speak. <laughs> you can't even speak. Yeah, technically so speaking, Citra actually can't communicate. Yeah. Oh. Well, then she looks horrified. Yeah. Citra, get! Get! 
so if you're wanting to, while you're descending down, Masika, you could actually like move over if you wanted to move further away. Yeah, I'll, move, I'll float. So I'm still by Sarathet, but I'm out of Sudi's threatened range. Okay. So you land, touch the ground. I get a 35 on heal. Is this woman alive? Uh, she is alive and unconscious with non-lethal damage. Because Sudi did get that one punch yeah. on her. Actually, I think two punches on her. I helped. <laughs> uh, so she, like, technically speaking, she's just unconscious. She's not oh, bleeding okay. out or anything like that. Um, she's badly injured. I mean, not for long if I All get right. a hold of her. You're not going to hit her if you're going to hit anyone. You're going to hit us. I have so yeah. many hit points still, you guys. All never right. thought I'd ever th- say Masika, that Masika, you have a standard turn. action remaining. Alright, so this is gonna be this could be my yep. Jordan's dice luck versus my one of my low-level spells. Hold on a sec. Oh, please tell me you have something to just put me I to sleep. I have a hold person. Oh, <laughs> oh do it. perfect. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. It is considered an attack spell, which means that Sudi won't roll for percentile. He'll just automatically attack you next turn. Oh, well, we need him to be sane for a minute so we can pe- pin him to a pillar. <laughs> yes, so don't yes, do that. Exactly. Ow. Ow. Uh, Hollis, um, um, get get the rod of the stuff in the rod. I'm thinking I put the rod on his foot. Either that or we pin him <laughs> against a wall or something. Well, I can't <laughs> shove him. You see how big he is? Mashika. Gonna... Yes. Shin me in. No. Shoot, he <laughs> would never hurt me. That is a lie. Oh, that is a false lie. so false. <laughs> Sudi is under an enchantment spell and armor. He doesn't even know who you are. <laughs> Masika cast When he looks in my wounds. eyes, she'll come to himself. I know it. Mm-mm. Oh, poor Narmer. Narmer's glowing blue eyes stare up at Sudi pleadingly. Does Sudi have combat reflexes? I don't remember, but yes, we Yes, I do. Okay. Although Masika's landed out of your threatened range. Oh, I'm thinking of on to next turns and stuff. Okay. <laughs> All this is thinking about what she's going to cast. I'm thinking about how the heck I'm getting us out of here. Well, keep in mind that uh, he only will take attacks of opportunity against Masika. That's true. Well, in we'll see how he rolls state, on his turn. It's his only, yeah. We'll see what he rolls again. If it's another attack nearest target, right. you guys I might be in trouble. I cast a cure mod on myself, I, or cure serious on myself. I'm not bleeding as much. I like Jordan's face of you're going to need a lot more than a mod if I'm going to go back in. I'm so Jordan, worried. Jordan, you have to roll okay. You have to, a this moment of clarity. Roll well. <laughs> we need a moment of clarity to have you lay down. We, and take <laughs> off the mask. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but lay down and then we'll put the rod on you. <laughs> Quick, take off the mask. Bring your will saves down by three. Like, yeah. Do a pratfall <laughs> and then take the mask off. All right, from uh, Masika, we go to Sudi Kantar. I will need you to roll percentile, please. Hey, 22. Sudi, your foot impacts with Masika. You hear her yell out in pain, and then something, like you weren't physically even aware that you did that. Your mind was still off with this heart, this mass, this vision. But as you snap back free of it, you have this moment of clarity. Distantly, you hear inside of the headdress you're wearing. A voice. We don't have time for this. Come to yourself. Who the heck's that? Everyone, okay, I think it's over. The mask is, is Hakatep, mummy, 
It talked to you me. Have it said six words. seconds. Lay down. Lay down and take off the mask. Masika yells and waves her finger at you like a mother screaming at a child. Sudi, you, so you can already there, begin Heather. to feel the haze starting to settle back over. Lay down. Sudi like dramatically like jumps into the air like a cat, rips the mask <laughs> off, and then like falls prone like he's about to like. Be, uh, like he's under fire. <laughs> so free action, drop, move action, remove mask. You have a standard action. Remaining. Throw the mask, Sudi. You have to take off the headdress too. Does he get to take both oh. off at once? Crud, that's a good point. It is connected right now. Which okay. Means okay. It is one item oh, okay. that you can remove as a move action. Throw be it. small. You can use a standard action to reduce yourself in size, but righteous might's dismissible. It's a standard action. Yes, I'll dismiss it and make myself regular size so that I'm easier to wait. Yes. Ye Yes, easier. Well, easier for you guys to mess with me. Okay, yeah. here, I will. I will help you. I need help. Uh oh. I'm so confused. Move action. You've removed the mask. You can drop okay. it in any square that is adjacent to you. Drop it between me and, uh, I guess Hollis. That's fine. Just our our side is fine. Yes. So that was your move action. Second action, you can reduce yourself in size to become medium size instead of being large size, at which point you can occupy any of the four squares that you're already on. So you occupying. can be 10 feet away, or you can be five feet away from the mask, basically. Okay, so yeah I'll, yeah, I'll reduce myself to where I'm over next to the mask in case it is actually over, because Sudi can't tell if it's over or not. You mean you far away from the mask? next to the mask, or do you want to be far away from the mask? Do you want to be far away from your companions? Do you want to be out of flying kick range of your companions? You know, I do want to be at, without a, out of flying kick range for my <laughs> companions. You make a very compelling <laughs> argument there. All right. Do you have a five foot step if you would also like to take it? Yes. I will take a five foot step further away from the party. <laughs> Don't get too well. far, far away, away so possible. Hollis can't reach you in one turn. I have 35 feet. Yeah. But I don't think I can. Somebody also, else is going to have to hasted. put it on him. We are hasted. Haste. Yeah. Uh, so lastly, if you wish to, you may drop prone. And I do it. Okay. I'm now harder to hit with your range spells. That's if fine. targeting me. I'm right. not going to do that. So, yes, in one fluid motion, Sudi comes to himself, starts to try to explain something. Everyone starts screaming <laughs> at him like mad. You rip the mask off, drop it on the ground, shrink, slide back before just hitting the ground, almost like diving away from a bomb as you drop the mask <laughs> over there. Yes, it's like a startled cat. You know, like a startled cat where they jump back and they go flying back. It's like yeah. Masika's yelling at me and I don't know what to do. Yeah, Sudi, Sudi turns hops sideways twice, falls on his side, and brings up all four legs to defend himself. <laughs> Citra Nahumra. Citra, just sit down, sweetie. It's okay. No, come get my wand. Come get my wand. Sheik's feeble-minded. Citra cannot understand anything that you're saying. Citra's instinct is to get between Sudi who is now the danger and her friends. So she's going to move around and get between Masika and Sudi. Go ahead and make me a sense motive. That's wisdom base. You can still do it. Okay. Actually, I rolled pretty dang good there. I rolled a 15 for a 16. Very well. You can tell there's something wrong with Sudi, but you can't tell what. He did hit Masika, but maybe Masika deserved it. True. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go with Citra's instincts because she can't yeah. logically well, I mean, think through this. Although both of your friends are right next to the person that you just stabbed and yep. could still be potentially in danger. There's a little part of me that just wants Citra to sit down on her. Sit on her? Oh, that, yeah, I like that. Yeah, to like keep her down. You know, she's not smart. Don't crush her. <laughs> Hollis is going to have to deal with you now. Masika pantomimes sitting down. <laughs> just let me put it this way. You cannot communicate anything to Citra uh, that you could not anything. communicate to your cat. 
You can okay. communicate to sit actually, down. They just choose not to. It's lower than a cat's intelligence. <laughs> it is sadly. true. It's actually lower than a cat's intelligence. All right, Citra, Citra does what Citra does. So Citra flies over, lands next to Hollis, kind of looks over at Sudi, looks probably confused back over towards Hollis. She keeps her kukri like pointed at Serethet, and then she's like glaring at Sudi, and then she just stands there trying to figure out what to do. It's like when two cats are fighting and a third cat shows up, and it's like, I don't know what's going on here, but I am going to put myself in the Spritzer middle of it. Spritzer with water! <laughs> <laughs> don't, she'll interpret it as an attack. Hollis. Put the rod on Sudi. I don't have enough actions. I've got to draw it and activate it and move. That's not enough. I don't have enough action. Yeah. I can draw it and activate it, but I can't do all three. Gonna hope that I, I stay sane for another round. I mean, I have more hit points than you, maybe. How many hit points do you have? <laughs> Masika's up to 36. Okay, no, you have more hit points than me. Well? I guess Hollis says, you know, make sure she's okay and points at Sarathet. She's just unconscious. She'll be okay. I'll make sure this, she kind of like motions wildly <laughs> at Citra, doesn't stab her some more or something. And then she'll pull her uh, immovable rod and walk over to Sudi. Oh, I don't want to walk over to Sudi. Yeah. Okay. All right, fella, stay. That's my whole turn. <laughs> Masika of the Beckon. If Hollis holds out the rod, can I run over there, grab it and use it? It'd be a move action to go over there and then a move action to take it from Hollis. But then Narber can take the rod from me and use it. Because he's already there. No, because Narmer would have to use a move action to enter a square because he's tiny. <laughs> Son of Stupid a Stupid tiny size. Words. Because <laughs> he could go over there, get the rod. You could walk over, take the rod, and poke Sudi. No, nah, it'd still be know. move action to, to go over there, move action to pick it up. I could fly over there and be really mean and no. switch which side his eye patch is on and dirty <laughs> trick to blind him. But I mean, it's probably voluntary. He's still sane right now. Can Sudi voluntarily fail a CMD? Any hostile action against uh, him means that in the following round, yeah. it will be okay. he'll automatically attack. Yeah, just All right. yeah, we don't want maybe that. bring Sarathet up and yeah. see if she's because the problem is, is once Hollis puts that rod on him and attempts to restrain him, it'll be me. Jessica's best bet is to put that on him, click, and then move away as quickly as yeah. possible. Yeah, that's my plan. And then I'll cast Mirror Image. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Although I don't think you can really get out of that. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, an immovable rod? Yeah, I can. How? I deactivate it the same way you activate it. Can you do that? You have a chance of escaping uh -oh. it. So it might take you a couple of rounds. Because technically speaking, I'm arguing that it's a little bit higher and that it kind of counts as getting close to moving through a tight space. But it's not such a tight space that only you're shoulders would fit. It is placing it down on there, but he can still wiggle to the side because yeah. you're not compressing his chest in. Masika reaches out and uses her uh, healing hex on Sarathet. She gets 19 Maybe she's got back. something useful. I don't know. She just happens to have a heal spell at the ready. I don't know if she still has her cleric magic anymore, but I think we found out that she didn't. Well, uh, she was murdered. We don't actually know, but we're pretty yeah. sure she probably doesn't. Be dang handy. So, we never did find your mentor's snakey snake. Well, we, we have, like, finished. six doors in here. There's a giant here. set of falcon doors over the side. I know. <laughs> Masika, you lean down. You place a hand on Sarathet. A pulse of healing energy rolls through. She sputters and gasps. And bright brown, almost golden eyes look up at you from behind the mask in a way that probably immediately makes you terrified considering what she was doing seconds ago. Please, 
Please tell me you know what's going on and that you have some sort of divine magic. Please, 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 please. Sudicontar. <laughs> oh. Roll badly. Oh, thank God. Uh, 72, which means I deal a D8 of damage plus strength <laughs> modifier to myself. Oh, God, he's thrashing. I can't be pedantic because it says with item in hand, and I don't have any items in my hand. Your weapon is your hands. I will count your hand as an item, or I will allow you to grab Hollis and hit yourself with her. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> no, Hulk no. smash her right into my forehead. I will allow you to disarm the rod from Hollis and then hit yourself with her. <laughs> No, 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 we won't do that. All right, let me roll some damage. Hey, I maxed. I did max damage. You will deal 1d8 points of damage to yourself plus strength modifier. Okay, so I deal, I rolled an 8, and then my strength is up to a 22, which gives me a plus Why is six. it up to a 22? Because you're oh, no, small. Oh, no, I'm small again. Yay. Okay, wait, no yay. No Maybe yay. Yes yay. Yes yay. I'm so yes, confused yay. by this fight right now. You're little. You are not You're embiggened. So 12 points of damage. Unfortunately, I have DR, so I only take 10 points of damage. That's fine. We're going to Very well. squish you. Mind you, of course, doing lethal to yourself. Yep. Sudi hits the ground. Hollis, you you know, kind of rush over like, Sudi, I'm here to help you. He then like rolls over almost as if he's going to like stand back up again, probably Ow. causing Hollis to backpedal before he rears back and cracks his head into the stone, fla the flagstones beneath him. Mm. Well, that's something. <laughs> I need to do that 11 more times so we're all clear. <laughs> From Sudi, Citra. Citra just stares around, honestly, really confused and just keeps pointing her kukri at Sarathet. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to say, because again, there, you still have your wisdom. There's still that instinctual thing, I imagine, going on with Citra. Yeah. So I'm going to argue that Citra does that, points the kukri over there, looks down, and knows that she does not trust that mask kind of picks it up and scoops it under her arm. Why would yeah. she do and that? Eyes. Because Citra, is, Citra has been the most distrustful yeah. of it, period. Yeah. I don't think that she <laughs> would, would totally ever buy lay it somewhere I where guess. anyone could grab it. Uh, yep. I guess. I for all you know, like Sarah could grab it and teleport away. Nope, I imagine she reaches down and then like football tucks it under her arm and looks <laughs> over suspiciously at Sudi and then suspiciously at the mask as if somehow, it did somehow it it's its fault. <laughs> Because Citra is sometimes <laughs> almost unreasonably <laughs> yeah. suspicious of that mask. She True. Is. Hates it. True. She Super is. paranoid. <laughs> From Citra, we go to Hollis. Hollis is going to squish the uh, the rod as tightly onto Sudi into the ground as she can and then activate it. Okay. Uh, and then she's going to run away. <laughs> Oh, Hollis is hasted. Are we like running away, running away? Are we leaving Sudi in this room? Is that the plan? No, we can't. We, we have don't... no idea what the plan is. We're making it up as we go. Well, there's and... a room over here that has a good lock. Yeah, remember? but I kind of think there might be somebody else still here. Okay, fine. I run away and I hide behind a pillar. I was going <laughs> to say, you probably don't want to leave me to my own devices because I very well might just get eaten by something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's Hollis's turn. She stabs you and secures you with the rod and then she runs away and hides behind a pillar. From there, we go to Sarathet. The woman looks confused for a moment. I don't completely remember. She sits up, kind of registers what Masika is saying. For a moment, reaches up a hand to a non-existent something that would be hanging around her <laughs> neck. Lowers it down. Move action retrieves a vial and offers it up towards Masika. What? It's healing. No, heal spell on the cat. <laughs> you know? She doesn't have a holy symbol. 
I don't, I don't think it would help if I did. Ah, dag nabbit. From Sarathet, Masika of the Beckon. Hillspell. I don't have one. No, like she gave you potion. Uh, he's gonna come after me. Masika's gonna take Citra's bag from her. What? A- I'm a friend. Why? She's your friend. And that's true. Is gonna start digging through the Masika med takes kit the bag off, something. and then Citra just smiles and nods and starts trying to shove the mask in the bag. <laughs> like makes sense. No Good thinking, uh, friend. What's in the heal kit? What's in our med kit? Anything that can be of use? Because I'm sure Masika doesn't really know what's in there. <laughs> to make this a little bit easier, do you have anything of greater restoration, heal, limited wish, miracle, or wish? That would be a no. Then you have okay. nothing that will cure. <laughs> you have nothing useful. Yeah, do you well, pull we something that, else out while you're digging in that bag? No. I will point out that you would have known what Citra has as far as the healing items are concerned before you took her back from her. What does the mask do once a day, Sudi Jordan? Not Sudi. Once a day, Sudi Jordan. Um... It's a moot point. Yeah. The mask takes 24 hours to attune to an individual once it's placed uh, on. Yeah, it also does but nothing it doesn't useful, have just anything. so you know. You yeah, could finger of death, Sudi. Yeah. Once yeah, you yeah. Yeah. just want to straight up kill me. You could eye bite, but... No, I mean, could finger yeah, but... of death, Sudi, and then breath of life, Sudi. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> no, yeah. no, you because... would have killed him with a death effect, so it yeah. wouldn't yeah. So No, you couldn't breath of uh... life. You would have killed, killed Sudi. Same thing with disintegrate on me. Please no kill, kill Sudi. Only help, help. Speak the true, oh, true. Oh, oh. Be great to, to put down a wall or I don't know, a force cage. That's too high of a level. I don't even. Yeah, think that's I don't a have spell. any of that stuff. The yeah, the, the main problem is I am permanently like this. So. Well, we need to put you. We need to survive a night because in the morning, she'll have a heal spell again. Are we literally gonna it. spend this whole episode having Jordan makes checks? There has to be some better way to do this because we have to rest. We could teleport him. Oh no, I don't have any. We're gonna have to sleep. Uh, That's why I thought. I was gonna say in. if we could get him into a corner, maybe. Like I thought, like if we pinned him with the rod, he was gonna be pretty much be stuck because it's an immovable rod, and it says you know you can't open doors. That's and stuff. assuming my dice lock doesn't let me roll like you know let's say a perfect twenty to get out. I mean, can we just tie him up like normal? Mm, we can't communicate you. Yeah. Let me answer a couple of questions here. The immovable part of the immovable rod is technically should be in quotations because it is not immovable. It's just very hard to movable. In essence, it is a DC 30 strength check to move it. So that's outside of Sudi's realm of possibility. Yeah, so I literally yeah, can't see, do that. I thought he was gonna, I thought that's what he would check, what what check you would have to be making. I got not it. Like an I got escape it. artist check. I got it. It's crazy. Here's my plan. Somebody takes the immovable rod. We, we need to wait for a moment where Sudi is smart again. I don't know how we're gonna do it. But if we could get him in the room with the crazy writing and stuff, the, the, the Hall of Hakatep or whatever, that was the room before this one. We could use the immovable rod on the door that leads into the hallway, and then Citra could maybe lock the thing. She can't if we could lock, somehow... I don't think she can lock. It's The problem is communicating it to her. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. But we have a minute for break enchantment, so we could maybe unfeeble mind her, but a minute's a long time. I don't have break enchantment memorized. I thought I did, but it's not. So, and I was hoping Sarah that would have access to some of her spells still, but... She doesn't even have a holy symbol. Although yeah. I can give her mine, but I don't know if it matters. Citra's also wearing, like, several. I mean, yeah, Remember? Sure. <laughs> but we don't know. <laughs> Masika of the Beckon. I I mean, there's not really anything I can do. I've got well, nothing. Well, you've got Sudi momentarily pinned. You can run for your life. <laughs> I, we can't leave Sudi up here by himself. I'm not going to abandon everyone. Well, we but can just go to the next room. you could hold person and maybe room. buy some rounds to try to figure out a plan. 
I got a Tanglefoot bag. He could break I mean, out on the plus side, if you did cast whole person, <laughs> even if he did attack nearest, he would have to make an escape artist check, which is a full round action to get out from underneath the rod to actually get over there to pummel you. So as long as you don't end your turn adjacent to him, he's only pinned on the chest. So he could still spin around and kick you somehow, even while pinned down on the ground. Yeah. Does Hollis have a dimension door? Nope. I could if I had a full round action to change it over. So yes, I could. But where are we gonna go? Well, I was just gonna say, if you ran, if we took the immovable rod and then pinned it on the outside of this door, yeah, you would have to dimension door to be back in here with us and Sarah and everything, because Sudi would be transferred to truck in this room. Mm-hmm. I could do that. The uh, the bigger issue is we need Citra to lock the lock, and I don't know if we could communicate that to her at all. Probably not. We put what kibble like little treats on the lock and like. Oh, look. Like, she can't even say the word that activates her bracelet. I, I would almost argue That's that true. she, can, she <laughs> yeah. doesn't have the intelligence to be able to do lockpicking. I could take Sudi and dis- <laughs> Dimension Door somewhere else. Dimension Door out to the desert and hope that he doesn't stumble across anyone else. <laughs> that seems like an awful idea. Yeah, it's not a great idea. Is there a Wait. secure... Let's combine these ideas. Dimension door shooty out into the desert with me. What? And then I can fly over his head and make sure he doesn't get into too much trouble. And if he gets angry, he'll just chase me around in circles. I don't know. There's no way he can fly and kick 30 feet into the air that I'm aware of. (laughs) Well, um, why don't, why don't you put him in the room with the teleportation key? Yes, but getting back out is the problem. But somebody would have to let me out. Maybe run run to go open that door and send <laughs> send Narmer. Or Narmer, feel really happy when you get there so Narmer knows. <laughs> all right, Narmer. I'm running. <laughs> this is going to be crazy. All right. All right. We're doing it. Okay. I have a wand of cure mod. I can keep people alive, maybe. No, Masika's going to, I guess, double move. I think you're hasted, too. No, maybe not. No, I was out of range. Yeah, she's not hasted. But I'm going to fly because my movement speed's a <laughs> lot faster that way. Isn't nice. that little uh, uh, misty thing still in the hallway? No, yep. it, stopped, it stopped where... You still have to go through a segment of it. Yep. Take Narmer. Oh, you can't take Narmer. No. Oh, take Sugar. Here, take <laughs> Sugar and Narmer. She can still be affected. But she's going to hold Sugar and Narmer's going to lead her. And that way Sugar can tell me when it's ready because we have a, a leak. All right. Yes. When you feel that I've reached maximum exasperation by being <laughs> flown and dragged around everywhere. I gotcha. I got you. will know it's Masika time. Masika holds her hands well. out for sugar. I guess she'll delay until after Hollis's turn so I can get sugar and this shenanigans plan can begin. Yep. 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 I cannot believe this is our plan. That's the only plan I have. I don't know. <laughs> All right, this is, uh, the this is only already turning way it's into a crazy work. episode. I'm going to have to wait till Sudi is compliant, too, because I can't take him when he's not compliant. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get the ball rolling on this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, boy. How many rounds does it take me to get to that hallway? You'll find out. And if I escape, that's going to throw a wrench in things. Well. All right. So, Masika, you're taking Sugar with you? I'm taking Sugar and Narmer. Narmer to lead me through the mist, and Sugar because of her empathetic, empathetic link with Hollis. So Hollis will know when we're at the door. Okay. So Masika delays. Sudi, percentile. All right. 
83. Attack nearest creature. Well, no. You're just attacking me, I thought. 80. Yeah, actually, no, it is. Uh, you are just attempting to attack Hollis, which means that you're going to have to attempt Wait, to escape. Where is Hol- Wait, where is Hollis? Hollis is hiding behind a pillar, but you do you did see where Hollis went. So with attack nearest creature, do I do I try to do I try to escape? So you will need to make an escape artist check because to actually fulfill that, you need to get to Hollis. All right, come on, roll low, roll low. Uh, low enough. I uh, roll an eleven for an eighteen. All right, Sudi wiggles. Yay! Wait, sorry, twenty. Sudi wiggles and starts to shimmy out from under it. Uh oh. Again, he's a lot cat. Like progress. <laughs> <laughs> wiggle, wiggle. Um, it's again like when you're trying to pill a cat or something. I got a burrito like, in, but I'll have liquid. me burrito in. Yeah, you should yes. have scruffed him. <laughs> Turned him into a burrito. Citra, I imagine, is holding her ground there, probably suspiciously looking at Sarathut. Yep. All right, brings us to Hollis. Hollis opens her familiar satchel so that Sugar can get out and go to Masika, and then she will cast Mirror Image on, her, on herself. Smart. Very well. Sugar flies over awkwardly. She Masika cradle, cradles her. <laughs> this is a terrible plan, just for the record. Sorry, Sugar. You can't understand me. <laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> I'm imagining Masika runs off like, you know, young Link with a cuckoo. <laughs> 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 just holding it over her head like. <laughs> Does Sugar help me with my fly speed since I'm flying? She's if I run with her over her head like, I say, like probably young Link. Worse. <laughs> if, you could, if you could understand Sugar, she could aid another with fly checks by complaining about how you're doing it wrong. Okay. <laughs> Which is funny coming from a chicken. Yep. <laughs> Masika so, will re-enter the initiative after Hollis. I did roll my mirror image and I got four plus four is eight. There's nine Hollises rolling around. So Narmer's on my shoulder. I have sugar in in my arms and I'm going to use my hex for flying and zoomy zoom out of here. So Masika goes flying off. <laughs> this is so utterly shenanigans. Sudi, I'll need your roll percentile. Oh boy. Oh, uh, can I be like, y'all? Oh, wait, Sarathet uh, can't move because you're stabbing. So I babble incoherently. Oh, good. All right. Sarathet is currently in the process of just trying to recuperate from having just been stabbed in the side. Uh, considering that Masika just flew off and that she was poffering that healing potion, she'll actually drink that healing potion herself. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Hey, Sarathet, you may want to, I don't know, hide. Um, but Is this woman going to let me? Yeah, that's, I don't know. I, I'll see if I can tell her to sit or something. Why'd you have to go make her dumb? <laughs> I wasn't exactly in the driver's seat. I know. Of the carriage. Also, it's good that you're not dead, and I'm very happy, and we'll do the whole, like, oh, you're alive, huggy, huggy right, stuff. Right, right, right. We can catch back up when we're not in imminent danger and death. Standard yeah, exactly. archaeologist rules. Perfect. Love it. Ah. <laughs> Someone that gets me. Ready for the for the uh, the Indiana Jones-based spinoff. Nah. Apollos and Sarathet. It's like a flashback type thing. Oh, yeah, it would be like a prequel. So Citra holds her ground. I'm just going to assume that Citra's watching Sarathet. She's like eyeing between, like she's got the kukri pointed at Sarathet and she's like going between her and Sudi like, who do I need to stab? <laughs> Don't stab me. I imagine with Sudi now, it's one of those like, Sudi seems like he's in trouble and not really trying to hurt anyone. Like he's just kind of babbling over there. Maybe he needs help out from underneath that. I will be uh, very The worst part is you can't tell if she my babbling is an attempted go speech or not. That's true. That's a lot of yeah, logic. But at the, that same, just at the same time, you also can't get into, like, I don't know what's going on with Sudi or any of the rest of this stuff. It's just Sudi's a friend. My friend seems to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but can't leave enemy unattended. Yeah. Guard Citra. 
So that brings us back around to Masika's moving Sudi percentile. Oh. 38. So you continue to babble incoherently. Good. If Masika's ever in a long enough hallway where I can quadruple move, she will do it. I have counted you never reach a hallway where you can do more than a double move. Oh, sad. But when you can do a double move, I assume that you're doing a double move. Yes. Masika is moving as fast as she can. Trust me. I am great at counting squares and making certain that I take advantage of every possibility. So I did the same for you. Yay. Yay. You're welcome. (laughs) Don't sound so angry about that. (laughs) This plane is so crazy. Hollis, are you doing anything in the meantime, or are you just holding it? Oh, yeah. Hollis is going to come around, try to take Citra's knife. Give me the knife. Kukri. The Kukri. Citra does not want to give up the knife. Uh Uh-oh. Hollis is is a target now. No. Again, if Rachel's instinct is that Citra would not want to give up the knife, then Citra would not hand over the knife and instead would just kind of cling it closer to herself. Okay, then Hollis kind of puts herself in the way a little bit, but Sarathet? Okay, yeah. I mean, what else am I going to do, honestly? There's nine of me, too, so I'm sure it's wild. Like, nine Hollises all... Ho- like <laughs> She's probably just, like, just, her head is just swiveling and looking at all of them, like, oh, God. <laughs> Sudi, percentile. Oh. 57... You'll strike yourself oh. for Maybe one you'll D8 just beat yourself strength? into unconsciousness and then Hollis can dimension door you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so I roll a two, so I do four points of damage to myself. Very well. You begin to slam yourself into the uh, the floor again, thrashing violently, tearing at yourself with your kitty claws, biting yourself. Uh, from Sudi we go to... Is Hollis doing anything else? Um, Hollis is going to spend a full round to prepare another dimension door in her open spell slot using her cool Nethys powers thingy. Magical epiphany. Very it's cool. a feat. Very well. From there, uh, Masika, go ahead and do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I'll just go ahead and roll it for you. Oh. Interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> You've reached the mist, and uh. you fly into the mist. Oh, yeah. Narmer. Yes. Which way? Left. Nope. Left. Pull Left. me the right way, Norma. Pull, oh, just I'm not pull. There. Just pull no me. No sugar, not that way. No sugar, don't. Well, you better hold on to sugar. <laughs> I have no sugar. Sugar's confused. <laughs> I have sugar. Masika's not going to let go of sugar. <laughs> but now she you're getting conflicting weak. information as they both start flapping off into different directions. <laughs> Her CMB is a negative three, so. You just hear a bok, 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 bok. <laughs> Hollis, you feel a slight amount of panic. Panic is not the same thing as annoyance, so I think we're still okay. <laughs> With every passing second, I get further and further away from my magical source of power. <laughs> I'm feeling ner- nervous. Quick, Nama, give me that scorpion. <laughs> no one understands, huh? <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'll take the take Rocky also while I'm at it. Why? What you gonna do with Rocky? Chickens eat rocks. I need it for uh, my gizzard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rocky. Hollis, are you doing anything else? Mm, nope, I guess not. Okay. Masika, after getting turned around a little bit, you managed to exit the mist again. I hate that spell. It's kind of fun, though. Like, imagine if you did that, but also filled a place full of mirrors. <laughs> It'd be like some sort of crazy house of fun. <laughs> <laughs> fun with quotes around it. <laughs> oh, that's what Narmer and Masika will do after this. We'll open a carnival. You can turn this into a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the haunted Sphinx. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't even have to make up my own stories about why it's haunted. And this is the room where a hundred cultists all died. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's true. Here's where well, I if, I the, if I exited the mist, I sh- I'm what, almost halfway there, give or take? You're getting pretty close. Yeah. And it's a lot of long hallways from there. Uh, Hollis, are you doing anything else? Um, Hollis will get within 10 feet of Sudi and okay. uh, I guess stand here and wait. Sudi, percentile. 85. 85, you're going to attempt to attack Hollis. Go ahead and make me an escape artist check. Okay, um, I do have the ability meld with stone. I don't know if I would potentially try to use that. Is, uh, is there any of the you, stones? You can't move when you meld with stone and you would just exit out of the stone directly where the immovable rod still is. Ah, fair point, yeah. Okay, never mind. So I'm going to try to escape. So go ahead and roll that escape artist. As Sudi's eye stares over at Hollis. Another 11 for an 1820. Don't sigh like that. to wiggle. No, it's a sigh of relief. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like how he's busting out his obscure, like, class features when it's to murder us. <laughs> <laughs> I had that moment where I was like, I wonder if that would work to get me out of this. Oh, I would have walked over and put the rod on the ground and then clicked it. <laughs> and then I'm trapped in the stone forever? Actually, Until you're done right. being crazy. Oh, until we have a heal spell. Really. Dude, why didn't yeah. we do that? Uh, B- because we don't know your abilities. We didn't know you, you didn't had that ability. Do that. Oh, well. I've never done that before because when I got that ability, we were in this place and none of the stones are big enough to hold my kitty body. <laughs> Even if you I mean, go full like liquid into a little in ball. Alice, are you doing anything else? Nope. I continue to wait. Masika, you reach the stone platform. Sugar, sugar, tell Hollis I don't, uh, please pet sugar. <laughs> There's a long babak, which might be a sigh. She will then <laughs> reach over, grab onto one of her wing feathers and pluck. Ow! Uh, Hollis, you suddenly get a sense of annoyance and pain coming from your empathetic it's link. It's go time! <laughs> this fluffy chicken looks up at Masika with his feather sticking out of her mouth and just this general look of annoyance. Masika's gonna so go much. ahead and stand on the pillar so the door's open so Hollis can just run right out after she deposits Sudi. <laughs> Masika. Yeah? Don't let me forget to collect that feather. <laughs> All right, Narmer. It'll go great. I've got a plan. Uh, what kind of plan? Kind of looks around, leans in. It involves a feather boa. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a while, but it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Little do we know, every single time Sugar has lost a feather, Narmer has been collecting. Oh, I guarantee you it. <laughs> <laughs> this is for his final performance well, in probably book like, six. Narmer's so helpful. He's always coming over asking if he can help clean out Sugar's carrier. Mm-hmm. Yep. I usually just press to digitize it, but you know. He's like, here, would you mind cleaning these feathers? No reason. <laughs> it keeps them all. No reason. So you land on the platform? Yep. All right. Sudi, percentile. 67. Hit yourself once again. Max damage for 10 points of damage. Very well. As Sudi just pauses, trying to hit Hollis, seems to almost notice himself, and then brings up his arm and just chomps full on into his forearm. Oh. I am the enemy. The enemy within. Hollis, start with her. Hollis is going to step right next to Sudi and ready in action to dismension door as soon as uh, he's sane. Okay. So Masika stands on the platform. Sudi, Masika is going to... I don't... Well, Hollis technically acts before me, so if she dimension doors and gets in there and runs out, I can step off the platform and we'll be good. Okay, good, mm-hmm, good, mm-hmm. good. Well, not technically, because once Hollis dimension doors, that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah, I have to... It's essentially another round. Mm. Yeah. 
And it would figure you come up next to me and I roll an 87 and I'm going to attack you now. Yeah, yeah. There's nine of me, buddy. Yeah, that's the only that's the only saving so grace. So full out attack, remember the minus four penalty for attack and mole prone. Yep. Uh, also, in fact, uh, just because of your situation, go ahead and tack on a minus two penalty for being grappled too. Spiff. Awesome. Love it. Um, okay, so first attack's a 21. Yep. Uh, let right. me roll... Uh, I have nine images. I don't know what die to roll. Roll a d10 and re-roll the 10 if you roll it. I got a two. Okay, so pops an image. All right, cool. Get that d8 ready. That's perfect, 20. That will hit. I rolled an eight. Pops an image. That is a four, which minus, so that's 15 minus six is nine. No. So that's total miss. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even think that misses by five or less. Uh, yeah, his yes. AC isn't that bad. That's, yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's yep, that's all three attacks. Yeah, that's right. You're uh, reduced in size, so you know. Yeah, like because I'm small base. size. Oh, I right. I'm uh, at that weird spot where, like, I, I when I get big, I get four attacks. You're but hasted. if I get small, oh crud, I am hasted. Well, good news, rolled a two. Um, so <laughs> that's a twelve. Twelve does not penalties, hit me. Doesn't so, even hey. pop an image. There you go. All right, Sudi's so trying to not hit you. All right, I got six images still. All right, I continue readying. All right, Hollis continues readying. Sudi, roll percentile again. 91. <laughs> that nearest, full out attack, Hollis. This is uh, the percentiles hate me, so you're getting my... Now, Yeah, now I can roll to hit you. Okay, so I roll an eight for an 18. Nope. That Pops does five, five or more, yep. Yep. Or five or less, rather. Uh, That is a three for a 13. No. So I think that's full miss. Full miss. Unfortunately, Jordan can't roll for crap. Yeah, yes. thankfully, right? <laughs> That's still in play. Um, okay, so that is a 29 minus 6 is a 23. <laughs> yes. So roll. I rolled a 1, so you hit me. Uh-oh. I have enough hit points to last through this, I think. One hit, maybe. Eight points of damage. Okay. Uh, okay, and then haste attack. Roll a 3, so that is only a 13. That misses entirely. Uh, for once, I'm actually okay with rolling low, so this is a very weird sensation. I so continue readying. Readies, yep. Percentile again for Sudi. 75, which means I hurt myself. Yep. If he beats himself to unconsciousness, you can just bring him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is 10 points of damage, which is 8 points of damage. Okay. Percentile again. Over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Insanity. <sighs> 55. You'll continue to you hurt yourself. At some point, you'd roll low enough to be normal for just All a right, second. 10 points of damage to myself. Imagine if Jordan rolled this well in percentile when it was the blind fighting mischief. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like now my dice can roll on the percentiles. <laughs> All right. Yep. So you hurt yourself again. Roll again. I got a 12. I'm ah. normal. We dimension ah. door. You snap to like back to normal. You're like, like Hollis, I have to tell you this thing. Yep, and then going. Hollis is like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we appear, and that's my whole turn. <laughs> Hollis reaches down, grabs onto Sudi, casts Dimension Door. The two of you fall basically through the Dimension Door as the two of you smack into the floor in the teleportation chamber. And then I'm stunned for the rest Masika, of my turn. Masika, you so. can see a purple flash coming from the next chamber over. Hollis! Is that considered uh, an attack in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> uh, it is not an offensive spell. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. You guys left Citra alone with Sarah then? If you kill her, I will kill you, I said. And then She's not gonna as long Sorry. as she doesn't do anything like... As you as you leave the chamber, Sarah just kind of looks over up at Citra. 
so I, I, I really didn't intend anything by, uh... <laughs> oh, Cedric can't understand I see, <laughs> I see that we've gotten off to a bad start. <laughs> Cedric can't say anything. Cedric just probably growls at her like... <laughs> I'll make it up to you when the permanent spell effect that I cast on you is removed. <laughs> oh, I love her. Keyword permanent. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Hollis moves in the initiative order, mm-hmm. which means that Citra goes, then Masika goes. Masika's going to ready to jump off this platform the second Hollis clears that door. Which means Sudi goes, because technically Sudi's turn started and then Hollis re-entered because of a ready to action. So Sudi will actually roll right. percentile first. 68. I hurt myself. <laughs> Thank you. So Sudi <laughs> appears and then lowers his head and then runs headlong into the nearest wall. Nine <laughs> points of damage to myself. Hollis is like, all right, and runs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do it. And then Vasika jumps off the platform. Very well. And then Sudi eventually bludgeons himself into unconsciousness. And then Hollis goes, oh, I left Citra with Sarathet. We got to go and ru- <laughs> continues running. Do you want sugar? Okay. Masika keeps-, keeps holding on to sugar as they start I, to I run. I figure Hollis just grabs Masika's hand and then is like, nah, I'm going to lead the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't have my rope, but it's the same thing. Oh, this is so great. I never got to be involved in like, well, actually, no, I was involved in the last Aishad Bishad. <laughs> but it's never been Rashika and Harish before. It's true. Also, this is the weirdest A side, B side, because it's really A, B, C, and D side. I really look forward to the episode that's just Sudi in a room. <laughs> <laughs> so given enough time, you're able to navigate your way back up to the uh, the upper floor. I'm not going to worry about you guys getting lost in there for however long. Mm. You get up there. I imagine after a bit and there's no hostile action, Citra probably takes a few steps away. Yeah. Sarathet's leaning up against the pillar and like Citra's put the mask down and is now sitting on top of the mask, just kind of crouched there with her dagger in hand, just eyeing her. <laughs> I'm like, Sarathet, take that mask off your face. I think she's triggered by it. Do you want me to just roll D8s to find out like what negative I'm at when I unconscious myself? What is your average damage? Uh, average damage, if I rolled a, what would that be, five on a D8 every time, uh, would be seven points of damage. So uh, take your hit points, divide them by seven, and how many how many points over are you down? That's a lot of math, man. What is your current hit points? 60. So negative three. Cool. Got it. And I automatically stabilize. Stone blood. Yay. <laughs> Woohoo. Couldn't have, a be- have happened to a better person to be insane. Sarathet. After Hollis tells her to remove the mask, reaches up, takes because she's been moved, she hasn't been moving at all. Mm. Removes the mask. This ebony mane falls down from underneath the mask. Sarathid is a very attractive woman. You'd say probably in her late thirties. Uh, she has dark tan skin, piercing eyes that are so light of a brown to almost be yellow. While she looks almost a little sheepish as she glances in the direction of Citra, there is an obvious intelligence to her look. She eyes all of you as you enter. Is your friend safe? Hollis just hugs her. She smiles, hugging well, Hollis back, we, standing back. We locked up to him her in, her a, in a room. He's probably going to beat himself unconscious, but we'll fix it in the morning. Um, is there somebody else here? Do you, do you remember? 
someone else here? Yeah, on this floor or like in that room? I point at the room. Cause there's a guards and ward spell that was cast, and and when we mentioned it to Pocket Tap, Masika kind of makes a face like, "Is that right?" Anyway, mm. he didn't seem to know what we were talking about, and the other floors, as far as we know, are empty. So do you know if anybody else is here? There was us, the cult of Oreshkigal. They're gone. The Sphinx. What Sphinx? It was something that appeared in the hallway from time to time. There's a Sphinx here? What kind of Sphinx? They described it as a tall, hulking thing with no face. Oh. There's something uh, wrong with its face. That sounds like... They said they saw it in the hallways. That sounds like Oreshkigal. Oreshkigal herself? I thought maybe it was an animated statue or something like that, but hmm. strange things would happen. Symbols appearing on walls, things like that. She was probably real, real dang mad about the de- the defacing of her, you know, sphinx and stuff. Well, unfortunately, explaining that to him. She glances, seeming to almost space out for a moment, was difficult. We should probably go back to the room outside of where Sudi is. We shouldn't leave him alone alone. Do you know what's in this room over here? I point at the winged falcon room. Those are my sleeping chambers. Beyond that was my study. That's where Chisasek. Masika starts making a beeline for that door. Is Chisasek animated? No. Okay. Why? I don't know. I'm just saying there's been a lot of weird stuff happening. I don't want to fight a mummy right now. Here, I can lead you through. We should probably make this quick. If the Sphinx thing or something like that's still here. It could eat Sudi. She shuffles her feet a little bit, glancing sideways towards Hollis. I don't have any of my magic. Well. I don't want to go into it here, but I don't have any of my magic. That's, I think, understandable at this current juncture. She looks over towards Citra, looks over towards where her quarterstaff fell. I promise. She looks back towards Citra. I will not use it on you. Hollis will pick up the weapon. She herself. reaches out and puts a, puts an arm around Hollis. <laughs> Friend. Kind of gestures with one hand between the two of them, like, huh? I figure Citra kind of squints, but sheathes her kook. All right. And then a sudden betrayal. No. So, yeah, as she'll pick up her quarterstaff. She's already deactivated her uh, fire shield. <laughs> I hope so, because I hugged her. <laughs> <laughs> she has fire. not deactivated her stone skin yet. But <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, let's Just do a, to be safe. Essentially a quick pack job, I suppose, and then uh, get back to Sudi. Uh, so passing through the room with the falcon doors, you enter into a, uh, a extraordinarily large bedroom. Uh, you enter into a spacious chamber some 50 feet across, 60 feet in overall length, with a bed located a, sorry, with a raised oval platform beneath <laughs> a canopy of delicate golden feathers. Standing in the center of the room, silk pillows and linen sheets lie in a crumpled heap upon the platform, and four silver orbs float at each corner, <laughs> filling the room with soft light. Wow. The ceiling is painted with vivid murals of fearsome, blank-faced, six-legged sphinxes striding through the desert, crushing giant scorpions and devouring humanoids, uh, and rutting with a staggering variety of creatures, both mortal and demonic. A half-completed painting on the far wall depicts a winged pyramid flying over a city. Well, that sounds very restful. Uh, I will give this automatically to Hollis. You can immediately recognize the carapace of Olnot the Festering, which oh. means that that city is Sothis since that is where his carapace is. Wait, the pyramid's being painted over Sothis? It's a depiction of a flying pyramid over the city of Sothis. I point at it and I'm like, 
Is that a clue about where the pyramid is? Or is that just he locks Sothis because that's where the crown is? I mean, well, it's the capital, oh, so maybe that's where he would have his pyramid fly when things are said we, done. She pauses as she says, we, he, needed Chisisek to find it. So that's what we did. I don't know how y'all's Egyptian stuff. Well, I guess I do. I'm an archaeologist. Whatever. And Osirian. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Egypt? What's that? <laughs> From there, you're led through another set of double doors into an equally large chamber. <laughs> uh, in fact, it's actually about 10 feet longer. It's about 70 feet. Wild. This place is palatial. Entering into this room, there's only really one object, one focal point to this chamber. In the center of the chamber is a magnificent wooden sarcophagus lying on top of a stone buyer in this chamber. The coffin's lid is carved into the image of a human man in repose. Stone carving tools clutched in his hands. An inlaid cartouche containing hieroglyphs of an owl inside of a house is inscribed in carnelian and lapis lazuli on the figure's brow. As you approach closer, you see that there's a single chair sitting next to it and four incense burners at each corner of the sarcophagus, filling the room with a pleasant smell. This is just a sec. Maybe we should send a message to uh, Tedesura that we found him. Well, we've got to take him back. She can't do it by herself. We'll have to use your horse carriage magic oh, yeah. thing. I'll prepare that. Masika approaches the sarcophagus slowly. Approaching the sarcophagus? Yeah, it appears that the seals around it have already been broken. Masika has a spell called Speak with Soul. That's a six-level shaman spell that's uh, way more powerful than Speak with Dead. Because I know that other spells weren't being able to work with Chisisek. Mm -hmm. So I guess... It takes a minute for me to cast, but I guess Masika would push the sarcophagus open enough and go As ahead you and approach, try it. You note the chair next to the sarcophagus is placed in such a position and turned such a, in such a way that a person could comfortably sit on it directly next to the sarcophagus once open. Mm -hmm. Almost like almost like a friend at a hospital bedside. So Rick, I don't know if you want to read over that spell and see if it'll even work. Do we also have that uh, ritual? I don't need to because it's not artifact level magic. Um, okay. Even the ritual would have no effect because it's not artifact level magic. There's a certain irony in this, by the way. Just I, I'm going to throw that out there that even if you guys lost and Hakatep got the mask, still couldn't speak to just a sec. Hmm. The speak with dead is an effect that is only granted to good aligned spellcaster or good aligned people wearing the mask. So ironically, still couldn't do anything. Oh, we have that mask. mask. Yeah, but it takes 24, 24 hours. hours to Oh, right, attain. right. And Citra's not going to let us have the mask, so it's fine. But yeah, Masika, you settle down next to this. You try your spell. You open the sarcophagus. You look in and see the thin, of course, emaciated, mummified mm -hmm. form of Chisisek. Didn't work in armor. I'm sorry. It's okay. He looks very peaceful. Are you okay? I feel like there's a whirling sound coming from him as he leans over the sarcophagus. It's not an unusual sound. It's just mm. one of his clicks and whirls. I feel like I recognize him. And not just because we saw his face like a billion times when we're inside <laughs> of his tomb. <laughs> Masika pats an armor on the top of his head. Nope, I got nothing. Don't worry, buddy. We're going to get you home. <laughs> well, uh, Sudi can talk to him tomorrow. All right, let's 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 head down. I think we got some catching up to do, and we got to make sure that nobody... Oh, um, was there a snake? Oh, yeah. Yes, he's in a basket by the bed. Masika's gonna go get the snake. Now oh, we have another familiar. Can this one talk? Hopefully not. Probably not to us. 
No, it would only have speak with master. You make your way over, find the basket. Again, it's the uh, the complicated way of containing a familiar, where it's a basket that's been flipped over and then a stack of books has been placed on top of it. I mean, <laughs> hey, if well Robin, enough for a snake. If the animated Robin Hood taught us anything, it's it. That's the number one way to hold a snake. I'm sorry, how big is this snake? Because Hollis protectively takes sugar back. <laughs> uh, by how, as as I suppose, Masika flips this over. There is a snake uh, just a little over one foot in overall length. Uh, approximately as thick around as about a wand. I love it. Oh, it's, it's like a little so garden cute. snake. She looks up, bobs her head eagerly up towards Masika. Sidewinds, because it's one of those desert sidewinding snakes. Oh, nice. Up to Masika's foot. Masika picks her up. Yeah, you pick up Safa. Hi, Safa. We'll get you home soon, okay? She curls around your hand. Uh, almost forming like a bracelet around your mm-hmm. wrist as she slithers up uh, before immediately beginning to like kind of poke around the, the edges of your pouches. <laughs> Much as she would always do when she is hungry, which is <laughs> all of the time. Masika would <laughs> find something to let her snack on. We need all that I got some jerky in here. Food. <laughs> Snakes eat mice. I mean, we don't have any mice, but... Don't worry, Shafa, we'll go hunting again. Like great warriors out in the desert, you and me. Masika and Rocky, Masika. he opens up his chest, and this is Stinger Jr. Don't eat Stinger. <laughs> and closes it. Fortunately, I've been traveling with the chicken. Apparently, I think they only eat grass or something. Hollis <laughs> is like, I'm saying nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying nothing about my omnivore chicken. <laughs> we have a few more things to take care of here, Safa, but we'll get you back soon. Her tongue flickers out, gently tickles your wrist. All right, let's head back to the, the room in front of the teleportation room. Go ahead and have uh, Hollis make me a perception roll. Uh-oh. I would have done detect magic and stuff too, because of course I would have. Yeah. Um, Perception. I rolled a 16. I get a 28. You step out back into the chamber where you just had your fight. Turn to make your way. Hollis, as you glance over, there is a red orb. Maybe an inch and a half in diameter floating in the center of this room. Slowly rotating. Wait, which room? The chamber where you fought the Sky Pharaoh. Oh. You may make a spellcraft if you so wish. No one else notices it. Uh, I roll a 15 plus 37. 37. This is a scrying sensor, one that would be commonly used by something along the lines of clear audience, clairvoyance. Clairvoyance, specifically in this case. After a moment, it rotates and stops looking down at your compatriots. Although, of course, you are aware that this is an invisible sensor and only through your sea invisibility are you actually able to see this. Dispel magic. Yeah, you can go and make a caster level check. I suppose Masika kind of pauses as Hollis stops, squints mm-hmm. up into the air, and then starts spell casting. <laughs> you extend a hand, gesture, and it winks out. As it does so, the twin torches between the first two pillars leading into this room go out. The next set of torches between the second pair of pillars goes out a few seconds later. The third set of torches between the third pillars wink out a few moments afterwards, leaving all of you in this chamber with both the lights that you yourselves have, as well as this constant red glow coming from the two eye-like windows that form the eyes of the sightless sphinx. In the far side of the chamber, the darkness becomes darker. Uh Uh-oh. For a moment, it seems to almost form a door. And out of that comes a woman's head, followed by shoulders. Oh, okay. Two forelegs of of a great feline step out, followed by a long feline body 
except for where the shoulders meet the head, a pair of massive red wings. Dark fur covers the body as you hear this click click of the first feet, click click of the second pair, click click of the third pair of feet as Uh this six-legged sphinx steps out from the darkness. Sudi's missing the sphinx stuff. This is bad. The sphinx's skin is tan and almost marble smooth. The legs are covered in thick, dark fur. The entirety of her form, the wings, the legs, the body, the face, are carved almost as if from a masterpiece of marble. The beautiful proportions, however, are almost made disturbing in their own right by the face. Where there should be a regular face, there are just two sunken holes glowing with red for eyes. No nose and a long slit that runs across the bottom of the face that splits open, revealing teeth. A mane of well-kept dark black hair falls down about her face and frames it. The Sphinx stops as she steps through, the darkness behind her seeming to close. Again, she's almost in profile, though you're staring directly at her, and that with the light coming in from one side, you can clearly see the entire left side of her in this brilliant ruby red, and the rest of her is lost in darkness. The mouth opens, and this odd voice comes out. I see you are successful. Uh, yes. Sure. Good. You have been here for some time. I was wondering how long it would take you. Are, are you going to try to kill us like, like everything else here has? Her foreclaws stretch, scratching along the stone. Perhaps. Don't sass her. I'm not sassing. It was an honest question. <laughs> I am Areshebed. Um, I, I'm Masika. This is Narmer. Do you serve her ladyship Areshkigal? Yes. I understand you met my assistant, Nanuraset. Oh, yeah. Um, Oops. We did. I believe you are responsible for his... There's a coughing sound, which might be a laugh from this thing. Okay, all right. Early retirement. Yeah, yeah. Really more like a vacation. Honestly, I really just sent him home. Vacation. He's not dead. I don't know if she cares. Just just saying. Trying to buy us some points. (laughs) I'm curious. Why does the Forgotten Pharaoh live? Well, this isn't the Forgotten Pharaoh. The Forgotten Pharaoh was possessing her, and his spirit, I guess, has been destroyed. His, We're not his, sure about it, that his, yet. His Ib was banished from her body, and I think Sudi was trying to tell us when to... Uh, who knows? I mean, it's not here. Serethet nods. Yes, uh, no mask. She gestures over her face. If it helps, we are seeking vengeance when we leave here. We're going to go after that and... I don't know. I care little for vengeance. Oh, okay. Sudi. I assume he is your cat friend that you left. 
downstairs. Well, he's insane right now, and I did danger. Yeah, so for his own it, protection. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, he's unconscious right now. I checked in on him before I came for you. Ah! <laughs> unconscious. I is will fine. make you aware of the situation. Oh God. Okay. With a word and a step, I can return to your friend's side. With another word and a step, I can take him elsewhere. Ah! So, she lays down, much like a cat, folding her forepaws in front of her and across. Let's discuss terms, shall we? This is what you get for abandoning Sudi so far away. Maybe you shouldn't have been crazy. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I failed to save. <laughs> Ter- By the way, anyone that wishes to may make me a knowledge arcana, knowledge the planes, and knowledge religion. Oh, all. Good gravy. I made a 20. I rolled a two. I made a 24 on my arcana. A 33 on my planes. And another 33 on my religion. Masika gets a 29 on religion, which is the only one she has. Citra makes a petting motion with her hand. Paula <laughs> slaps your hand. <laughs> Sugar, sit on her. Keep her from I'm being bad. I'm so mad that Sudi is missing a Sphinx moment. An evil demonic Sphinx that's trying to murder us. Still a Sphinx. Still counts. So first off, with your knowledge arcana, you can recognize this as something akin to a Sphinx. Okay. There are different species of sphinxes. The one certain colors refer to as the certain scholars refer to as the Geno Sphinx, uh, a name by the way that sphinxes find insulting, mm. is a wise and majestic creature that is nevertheless terrifying when angered, less moralistic than their male counterparts, the Androsphinx, which is a slightly different creature entirely. Mm. Uh, sphinxes are careful and methodical in their decision making and pride themselves on their cold logic and impartiality. They have little patience for lesser lesser Sphinx varieties, seeing them as little better than animals. Sphinxes love riddles and complicated dilemmas and treasure strange facts and arcane trivia for far more than golden gems. Uh, Geno Sphinxes are what most most people think of when they think of a Sphinx. Isn't that what Tedesura is? Tedesura is a Geno Sphinx. Oh, okay. With your knowledge of the planes check, you can recognize this is a half fiend. Ah. Ooh. And that is that is a full-on half half fiend, which means that one of her parents was some sort of demon or devil. Cool. Judging by her worship, you're going to assume demon. Uh, and judging by the fact that she's a Geno Sphinx, and I believe all Geno Sphinxes are female. Yep. Then uh. you guess it was her father. Okay, fair enough. Both of you, as you look over her, you kind of put together everything that you've determined up until this point in this this place. You think that this might be some sort of divine guardian. Oh, crud. Divine Guardians, first off, it's basically a template. They are creatures usually filled with ancient melancholy. Divine Guardians spend centuries in penitent prayer, thanking their gods for the bittersweet blessings of eternal life. Uh, In lost temples and forgotten holy shrines, they while away long years in contemplating, weighing all that they have gained against what they would have gained by losing everything. Uh, they are creatures charged by DD to guard an area they consider sacred. It's basically a permanent assignment because they are, in fact, immortal. They also are immune to disease, so they basi- there's basically no natural way for them to die. They That includes a variety of different abilities. Just to give you the quick and... I'll give you the one that's important or pertinent in this case. Uh, they can dimension door at will inside of the place that they are bound to. Fair enough. 
So, um, um, terms? Terms. You are weakened. Obviously. I had hoped, in fact, far worse than this. Hence why I directed you up here to deal with the Pharaoh. Ah. But unfortunately, even one short, you are still numerous. You are able to deal with Nanuraset. That same trick would not work on me, but you were also able to defeat the Forgotten Pharaoh, something I was concerned about being able to accomplish, and therefore I must admit that you must be relatively powerful, although in your current state, perhaps not so strong that I couldn't take you. Do we wish to try, or shall we try to find more pleasant means? Uh, pleasant means, please. Yep, I agree. Your front line is, uh, is not at their full capacity by any stretch of the imagination. You have in fact helped me a great deal. While losing the cult was unfortunate, I found having creatures tramp about my halls bothersome. Hmm. So I will offer you my terms. You have gotten rid of the paladin. That was an annoyance. You have also freed me of this cult. So, firstly, you will leave this place by sundown and never return. Do you agree? Uh, what time is it now? A little afternoon. I don't know how we're going to leave this place by sundown. Your friend is unconscious. You can That's drag true. him out or dump the body out of that box that you found and tie him inside <gasps> of it. Your choice. All right. You agree? Agree. Yeah, sure. I mean, we don't really want to hang around, so we're not not going to leave, so. Secondly, you will go and find the Moftet and tell them that they may return and live within the shadow of the Sphinx as long as they adhere to their ancestors' pledge to never enter this structure again. I enjoyed having them as a first line of defense. All right. Uh, okay, we'll tell them. These terms are surprisingly reasonable. I'm very confused. That's, yeah. a, that's the problem. <laughs> Thirdly, you have in your possession three objects that are mine. Tiles. Oh, yeah. You will lay them here and leave them. They are mine and will remain here and the answer to what they open will be lost to you forever. Aww. A smile breaks in that that seems to be some sort of horrendous punishment and idea as far as the Sphinx is concerned. I'm very, like, Hollis does look very crestfallen about this idea, but it's like... Worthy trade, though. <gasps> yeah. Very um, worthy trade. She would have just asked for whatever treasure was behind it if we'd gotten it anyway. But knowing so. what's behind it would have been <laughs> excellent. But it's Oh, my fine. God. Who cares, Hollis? Give her the tiles. <laughs> you know. Fine. I pull out the tiles. I put them on the ground. <laughs> The Sphinx slowly strides forward towards all of you. Reaches out a paw, drags them and scoops them up with a surprising amount of dexterity for having cat-like paws. Like a cat scooping up a hair tie. <laughs> <laughs> you never breathe a word of what you found in here. Sure, that's fine. 
I do not need eager wanderers searching for this place again. Forget that you found it, even. It would, of course, be best for the Moftet. We will never breathe a word of what we found here. I've always liked elves. She leans down towards you. They're able to see the long game. That's true. Your friend has finished bashing his head into my walls. I will clean up after you. Her tongue licks across her lips. Uh, we need to get Chisasek and get Sudi and get out of here. How are we going to carry Chisasek? That's heavy. You have until sundown. Oh, we can what go if get I told you? What if I told you Sudi has a bag of holding? All right. The Sphinx turns, walks back towards where the throne was and simply walks into a door of shadows there and disappears. Narmer, go downstairs. Oh crap, you can't get in. No, we gotta go. We gotta go get him. Well, he has a bag of holding, so we well, can let's... put Chisasek in there. We go down there, we get it. We get the bag of holding, we put Chisasek and Shooty inside of the bag we of holding. We can't put Shooty in the bag of holding. Shooty barely breathes at all. I've buried him entirely in sand and he hasn't noticed. So, yeah, well, so, noticed, all right, so if you guys are curious, um, because of my key metabolism, I can hold my breath for one hour per constitution score and my constitution is a 17. I can okay, hold my we breath just for 17 hours. Throw me in there like I'm an item. Yep, but you have to be aware to hold your breath. Yes, so I'm going to say since you are not standardly holding your breath, it would only be for half as long. Oh, okay, okay eight fine. hours. So I, I, I can only do it for eight hours. That's still enough time for us to get Sudi out into the desert. So All right, pile we, me like some cordwood and let's get We hustle here. down and get Sudi in his bag. We carry the bag up. We put just a second in the bag. We get anything Sarah that had into the bag. We go away and... Yeah, so we go downstairs. We get Sudi. Hollis and I <laughs> shove him in the back of holding. Oh my hey, god. Hey, Sarah can help. We <laughs> After you realize that you're like sitting there and you're like, wait, Sudi's not really kind of breathing? That's really slow can, breathing. Well, if nothing okay. else, we'll pop him out every 10 minutes and give him a breath of air and pop him back in. And then we go and get Chisisek and put huh. him in the back, put the sarcophagus in the bag of holding. That's going to take all of us. It will. I mean, technically speaking, there's nothing stopping you from just leaving the top of the bag of holding open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, between all of us, we get it all. Is there anything Sarah that needs? Because we'll gather her stuff up too. Yeah, we gather everything of value that sh they had, the cults. I was carrying pretty much anything of value. Okay. All right. So I should be good to go. We leave, we leave, we leave. Oh, we loot the cultists and then we leave. Yes. Okay. Before the Sphinx changes its mind, her mind. <laughs> Adds another caveat. <laughs> I want to keep your mechanical fish. He's funny. <laughs> Let's just go. Uh, <laughs> that would not be worth me. it. <laughs> so I suppose you uh, head back down, collect Sudi, place him inside of the bag after putting, well, go down, get the bag, place Sudi inside the bag, climb back up here, get just mm -hmm. sex. Going through uh, the guards and wards like four times in the process. It is a lot of difficulty getting that sarcophagus into the bag because it's we basically you it have to. make it work. <laughs> Uh, it just takes some time and struggle and everything else because Citra is no help. And uh, actually, what? I'm curious. What she is that? Masika has a 12 useless. strength, unless that's worn off. I mean, Sarathet currently has a 14. Uh, probably has. Okay. So, yeah. Sarathet's is a 14 at the moment. I have a 10. 
once that wears off also, because that gives her her strength back. Mm-hmm. After that, you uh, you collect your your compatriots, all this treasure, all the rest of that stuff. Turn and make your way down. The guards and ward effect has ended or been good. dismissed. Oh, good. Uh, considering how long it lasts. Yeah. But apparently, if you're getting out of here, oh, she's not inclined to keep you here. Oh, the cat! I, yes. No, yes. No, I thought I thought we had a riddle guy grab no, her. No, we didn't. She's still in here. He went out a different we, in, uh, exit. Yeah. Oh. Grab the kitty. Yep. The kitty is extraordinarily hungry because she has not eaten in a day. I'll make sure she has food and water <laughs> when we get out. What a motley party leaves this place. You navigate your way, make your way back downstairs. Surprised to see that the doors to the front of the structure are open. Yeah, she's like, get out. (laughs) You step out through these and back into the blazing sun. An unconscious Sudi inside of a bag. (laughs) Next door, mommy. How long he's going to be unconscious? And a sarcophagus. Having retrieved the body of Chisisek with Citra, still feeble-minded, trailing along with you, <laughs> and Serethet, battered and spellless, but with you, as you exit back out of the Sphinx and begin to make your way to go and rejoin with Rahi, um, with your weird band of little animal Avengers. <laughs> you step back out, uh, the winds blowing past you, the doors to the Sightless Sphinx slowly close with an ominous crash, having been silent up until this point, almost as if something hit them with force at the last <laughs> moment to keep them closed. Okay. And with that, we officially end book four Woo-hoo. of Mummy's Mask. Woo! Oh, man. <sighs> Unfortunately, I can't tell you the name of book five, oh. but you will find out soon. Oh. And we'll pick it up here next time. And nobody died. Weirdly, nobody died. Although, to be fair, like, if Sudi had managed to get over the sea, I'd do a full Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.